Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Tonight, the world watches as the first coronavirus vaccines are given, injecting hope as infections spike here in the United States, surpassing 15 million cases. It's the moment we've all waited for, the first jab of an authorized COVID vaccine in a 90-year-old woman. This is the best thing that's ever happened. But the U.S. waits on FDA approval, which could come in days. So what happens next? Are states ready to vaccinate millions of Americans? And could the Pfizer vaccine offer protection after just one dose? Plus, health officials warn this won't end the pandemic immediately. We'd love to take our masks off by Valentine's Day, but that's just not going to happen. Biden's ambitious 100-day plan. The president-elect pledges 100 million shots in his first three months and to make it a national priority to get kids back in the classroom. Plus, the Supreme Court deals the latest blow to President Trump's hopes of overturning the election. Failure of leadership. After the brutal murder of Vanessa Guillen, the scathing investigation that led the army today to fire or suspend 14 commanders and leaders. Plus our exclusive interview with the army secretary after CBS News spoke with dozens of sexual assault survivors and families. What do you want to say to those families? College admission scandal. The daughter of actor Lori Loughlin breaks her silence, saying she now realizes she's, quote, the poster child for white privilege. And remembering pioneer Chuck Yeager, the first human to break the sound barrier. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin with breaking news. The fastest, biggest and most complex effort to eradicate a disease in modern history is now underway. Tonight, the British government has started the first public campaign to vaccinate people for coronavirus. And as we come on the air, the U.S. appears poised to approve the shots and begin giving them as soon as this weekend. The FDA says data it has reviewed from the drug maker Pfizer shows the company's vaccine is not only safe, it is effective. The agency will take up emergency approval of the shots in public hearings on Thursday. Still, it could take months to vaccinate enough Americans to stop the spread of the virus, which is now exploding nationwide. More than 15 million Americans have now been infected, and just eight days in, December is already on track to be the worst month of the pandemic. Think about that. That is why President-elect Joe Biden is vowing tonight that his administration will give an average of one million doses of vaccines a day, promising to give 100 million shots in his first 100 days. We've got a lot of new reporting tonight for you and your family. Our team is covering it all. CBS's Charlie Daggett is going to lead off our coverage from England. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening, Nora. The health services said thousands of vaccinations took place today, including the first one right here at this hospital in what the health secretary called the beginning of the end of COVID. Margaret Keenan, with one sleeve pulled back, took one historic leap forward. The 90-year-old grandmother became the first person in the world to receive a clinically approved vaccine. I would say go for it. Go for it because it's, it's free. And it's the best thing that's ever happened. But first, maybe much ado about nothing, when next came, poetically, William Shakespeare of Warwickshire. They were among thousands inoculated today, a mass vaccination the UK government dubbed V-Day, focusing first on those over 80 and the medical workers administering the shots. A sense of relief, if not celebration, in a country with more than 62,000 COVID fatalities and climbing, one of the highest death tolls per capita in the world, worse than the U.S. It's important for people to understand that uh, the virus is, alas, still rising in in some parts of of the country. We can't afford to relax now. The immediate rollout, 800,000 doses in the days ahead, up to 4 million by the end of the year. Distributed initially from around 70 hospital hubs across the UK. Later, more than 1,000 vaccination centers, including converted parking lots, village halls, even libraries. Today's rollout came just days after regulators here gave emergency approval for the vaccine late last week. After isolating for months, Maggie now can't wait to see her family. For the first time, a dream that is now a reality. And there is news about the Oxford vaccine in the Lancet Medical Journal. One of the lead researchers told us it was shown to be safe, effective, and unlike the other vaccine candidates, it could prevent transmission. Nora? Charlie Daggett, thank you. Tonight, President Trump says the FDA is just days away from approving Pfizer's COVID vaccine for here in the U.S. and that the government would immediately begin mass distribution. CBS's Adriana Diaz has new details tonight. (laughs) What seemed almost impossible when the pandemic began is now in sight. The U.S. is on the verge of a vaccine. Tonight, FDA scientists say for the first time, Pfizer's vaccine offers Americans strong protection and is indeed up to 95 percent effective after two doses. The report also finds protection begins within 10 days of the first dose and that it's effective no matter one's race, 
age or weight. There are also no serious side effects beyond fever, fatigue, and muscle aches, most of which disappear within two days. We will be able to vaccinate about 20 million people this month and another 20 to 25 million in January. Hospitals around the country are now also on the front lines of administering the vaccine. Our biggest worries are making sure that we don't lose any vaccine to storage issues. We want to get as much of that vaccine into people as possible. Another challenge, complacency. I know everybody's excited and we'd love to take our masks off by Valentine's Day, but that's just not going to happen. Some continue to take their masks off, like this Christmas pageant in Missouri and this concert in Ohio. But Americans must be willing to take a vaccine. While a Pew Research survey found that 60% of Americans say they will, Dr. Anthony Fauci told Nora O'Donnell that that number needs to be higher. If we could get 75 to 85% of the people in the United States vaccinated, we could crush this outbreak But keep in mind, today the White House Coronavirus Task Force warned about what the vaccine won't do. It will not reduce the speed of the spread of this virus, hospitalizations or deaths until the 100 million Americans with underlying conditions are fully vaccinated. And that's not expected until late spring, Nora. Adriana Diaz, thank you. President Trump's last-ditch effort to stay in office was dealt a decisive blow tonight by the Supreme Court. The court denied a bid to overturn election results in Pennsylvania. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is in Wilmington, Delaware tonight. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Ora. That's right. The Supreme Court blocking one of the president's last paths to possibly overturning the election results. The high court, in a one-sentence decision, rejected attempts by the president's supporters in Pennsylvania to toss out most of the state's mail-in ballots. They argued they were unlawful. The decision comes as the president and the president-elect held dueling events today on the pandemic. I'm going to speak directly to the American people and say what I'm saying now. We need your help. President-elect Joe Biden today laying out his three-point plan to fight the pandemic as soon as he enters office, urging people to wear masks for 100 days, getting kids safely back to school, and carrying out 100 million COVID vaccinations. 100 million COVID vaccine shots into the arms of the American people in the first 100 days. Mr. Biden warned the current administration's vaccination plan will fall short without additional funding. There's a real chance that after an early round of vaccinations. The effort will slow and stall. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who Biden has tapped as his chief medical advisor, helped devise the new plan and gave the president-elect credit for leaving politics out of it. I believe, as you do, that in the fight against this pandemic, we must lead with science. Fauci skipped a vaccine summit hosted by President Trump today, which featured no representatives from vaccine manufacturers. And members of the incoming Biden administration, who will handle much of the distribution, also were not invited. Every American who wants the vaccine will be able to get the vaccine. Mr. Trump continued to insist he won the election. Hopefully the next administration will be the Trump administration. Even though nearly all 50 states have certified their results, officially giving Mr. Biden an electoral college victory. Republican leaders on Capitol Hill still refuse to accept the result, today blocking the committee planning the inauguration from recognizing Mr. Biden as the president-elect. The president's legal team is vowing to fight on, despite mounting courtroom losses and its two top attorneys, Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis, testing positive for COVID-19. 
Meanwhile, CBS News has learned that outgoing Alabama Senator Doug Jones remains a top contender to serve as Mr. Biden's first attorney general. And we've learned tonight that he plans to nominate Marsha Fudge, an Ohio congresswoman, to lead the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Nora. Ed O'Keefe, thank you. A scathing new report by the Army describes a culture of sexual harassment and assault at Fort Hood in Texas. Fourteen base leaders, including two generals, have been removed or suspended. CBS's Maria Villarreal reports tonight from Fort Hood. We are not going to fix some of the challenges we have here at Fort Hood unless you get on board. In front of thousands of soldiers, Fort Hood's commanding officer, Lieutenant General Robert White, took full responsibility for the failures outlined in the report, including a finding that only 59 out of 93 accounts of sexual assault were actually reported. What do you say to the victims who did not have enough confidence in the Army to report crimes like sexual harassment and sexual assault? Well, for those victims that are out there that will not report... The first thing I did was I gave everybody my phone number. You can call me 24-7 if you don't have confidence in your chain of command. In the 136-page report, an independent panel issued nine findings, including that the command climate at Fort Hood has been permissive of sexual harassment and sexual assault. Today's revelations gave some soldiers the courage to speak out and finally be heard. For the first two weeks, three weeks I was back, I was living in the same barracks the person who raped me. The nearly four-month investigation comes in a year in which 31 soldiers assigned to Fort Hood died by suicide, accident, or homicide, including the murder of 20-year-old specialist Vanessa Guillen. Before her death, Guillen told her family and friends she'd been sexually harassed on post, something the Army continues to investigate. It's for us to keep on um, asking for justice to find those who are responsible. In the report, one soldier said she felt like sexual harassment and assault was like initiation here at Fort Hood. It's a sentiment shared by two victims that we spoke with just minutes ago. The Army Secretary says these 70 reform recommendations are just the first steps to solving this big problem. Nora? Maria Real, thank you. Now to our exclusive CBS News interview with Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy. Today's firing and suspensions follow our year-and-a-half-long investigation into sexual assault in the military, including interviews with nearly two dozen victims and their families. We asked McCarthy why action wasn't taken sooner and where the Army goes from here. Some of the soldiers we talked to and the whistleblowers said it's time for a Me Too movement in the military. Do you expect revolutionary change. Yes, I do. What you'll see is one of the most comprehensive steps in accountability in the Army history to get after this. The most comprehensive in accountability in the history of the U.S. Army? It'll be among one of the largest, yes. In the course of our own investigation, service members told us they experienced retaliation for reporting sexual assault. They were trying to break me down. They just go after you because you're the victim and you're the problem. It got to the point where I didn't just wish that I never reported. I wish that I'd never joined. I wish that I was dead many times. Survivors told us that no one took their reports seriously and that when they did report it, they were often retaliated against and that in some cases, the retaliation was worse than the assault. Is that unacceptable? 
totally unacceptable. It's incredibly disappointing. And it's some of the things that we saw uh, in the independent review's findings. We also spoke with the families of two suicide victims who said their daughter's assaults and retaliation led to their deaths. I still cry every day. My mind's always on the call. I turn one corner, there she is. I turn another corner, there she is. She was doing a job, a job that she loved. It was for her country. And to think that that's what took her life. That's what broke her. They wanted her body, and they took her soul. Were you able to see our series of reports on CBS? Yes, it was very uh, powerful reporting. And any time you see uh, soldiers, or you know, we're, we're soldiers for life, whether they're on active duty or not, for them to come forward uh, shows how terribly hurt they were, and uh, it just compelled me want to respond. What do you want to say to those families? I'm a father. I have a young daughter. that couldn't imagine the pain that they're going through. And what do you say to families about whether that's going to change or not? It will change. It's going to change. We're going to use that 140-page report as a mechanism to create the enduring change that we need. It will change the Army. Sexual harassment and assault in the military are not new. Fifteen years ago, the Pentagon created a program to try to fix it. Today's report sheds light on where it falls short. I noticed that in the new report you acknowledge that ineffective due to command climate. That sounds kind of like a euphemism. What is command climate? Commanders. That's the problem. In this case, some of them, yes. And while today's report outlines wide-ranging reforms, one of the most stunning revelations is that only half of female soldiers interviewed felt confident their commanders would take any report seriously. Those survivors and whistleblowers that we spoke with raised real concerns about whether the Army can police itself. It's fair for them to be upset. Results matter. So is it a cultural issue or is it a command issue? Commanders set the culture. And those commanders will be held accountable? Correct. You will likely leave in a new administration. How do you ensure that this doesn't just become one more report about one more problem? It's why I wanted to make this decision before January 20th. I did not want to pass this to my successor. People need us to perform, and we're, we're not, in this particular issue, we're not performing well, but we will get better. And that includes fighting for the soldiers who are victims? Every day. And we will continue to follow this story. And while the Army took these steps today, we should note that our reporting revealed the failure to stop sexual assault is not just limited to Fort Hood or even the Army. The problem is more widespread and impacts all branches of the U.S. military. Tonight, the younger daughter of actor Lori Loughlin is opening up about the college admission scandal that got her and her sister into USC and sent her parents to prison. Here, CBS's Carter Evans. Like, I'm not trying to victimize myself. I don't want right. pity. I don't deserve pity. We messed up. I Olivia J. Giannulli reveals her parents, Lori Lachlan and Massimo Giannulli, did not tell her about the admission scandal, but she quickly found details online and confronted them. They didn't really have much to say except, like, I'm so sorry. I, like, really messed up in trying to give the best to you and your sister. On Facebook Watch, the social media influencer told Red Table Talk host Jada Pinkett-Smith she initially didn't see anything wrong with her parents' half-million-dollar scheme to get their daughters into USC. I walked around my whole 20 years of life not realizing, like, you have insane privilege. You're like the poster child of white privilege, and you had no idea. Both parents are now in prison. Lachlan has already served one month. She gets to really rethink everything that happened. Hopefully will be a blessing in the end. Carter Evans, CBS News, Los Angeles. 
Chuck Yeager holds a special place in aviation history. Like the Wright brothers and Charles Lindbergh, Yeager accomplished something many considered impossible. CBS's Jerika Duncan has a look back at a test pilot with the right stuff. Captain Charles Yeager climbs down into the cockpit of the rocket craft. The first time Chuck Yeager ever saw a jet, he shot it down. Yeager drops clear. He was a World War II flying ace. But history will always remember him for the boom heard round the world, October 14th, 1947. The first human to crack the sound barrier. 65 years later, to the minute, Jaeger rode along to recreate the flight that landed him in the history books. See, up until that time, we'd never been able to get above the speed of sound and open up space to us. In 1953, he broke Mach 2, flying twice the speed of sound. It's not a matter of thinking it is possible. Uh, it's duty. It's just like flying combat. A life well lived. Chuck Yeager died last night at the age of 97. Jerika Duncan, CBS News, New York. Conquering the skies and our hearts. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, profiles in service. Two West Point cadets who excel in class and in sports. Well, now they're going to be Rhodes Scholars. And wait till you hear who they credit with their success. Our interview. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. See you back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News. And you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.